Hello, this is the Drucker Forum Report. I'm Peter Day, and this is a podcast about what's in the air and up for discussion at the 8th Global Peter Drucker Forum. The forum takes place in Vienna in the middle of November. It's where hundreds of people gather every year to discuss the latest trends in companies, organisations and society, inspired by the great management thinker, the late Professor Peter Drucker. He was born in Vienna and he went on having formative ideas about how society works into his 90s. He died in 2005. This year's forum theme is the Entrepreneurial Society. With me for this podcast is one of the forum's main speakers, Julian Birkinshaw from the London Business School. His job there is Professor and Chair of Strategy and Entrepreneurship. Professor Birkinshaw, at this Drucker Forum, you're taking part in a discussion asking if it's time to change the practice of management. And judging by what you've written in many books and papers, you think that it is time. Yes, it is indeed time to change the practice of management because management as we know it today in terms of hierarchies and bureaucratic rules and all that stuff is a set of methods that we basically inherited from, from the industrial era 100, 150 years ago. So we've had the 20th century of one style of management, and we know that industry, business, countries, companies, the whole caboodle is being disrupted, the fashionable word, and management hasn't caught up with that even though they know it? Well, exactly. You know, in many, many parts of the business world, things don't look remotely like they did 30 years ago. And in the world of management, we still do our budgeting processes and our performance management and our meetings and the way that we interact with our employees in a very, very traditional way. When I went to see Peter Drucker about 20 years ago in Los Angeles, he said in the course of a morning with him that he did not think that the computer had yet begun to impact on American business. And I thought, oh, this is an old man talking, he's, he's lost it here. But then I went home and thought about it and realised how right he was. He meant the structures were still the same. They'd just been sort of computerised, the same old structures. That's exactly right. The first wave, if you like, of computerization was just making things work quicker. But as, of course, we've seen in the last decade, the power of the computer and the internet and mobile telephony is allowing us now to interact with each other in completely different ways. And that is why it is actually genuinely now sort of time for, for change to happen in how we work. So those companies who have retail customers, people in the street, should have and can have, but don't have a completely different relationship with them. Yes, we are starting to rethink the relationships we have with our customers, but we are still continuing to kind of bring with us sort of these archaic views of how that customer relationship might work. And of course, the, the companies that were born into the internet era, the Amazons of this world, they have a very different view, and, and the rest of the world is still trying to catch up with that. Now, you teach young people about these sort of ideas here at the London Business School, but you also go out and consult with great big companies who are run in the way you don't think they should be run, so you see both sides of the thing. Are the people you're teaching going to be absorbed by companies and then change them? Or are they going to be absorbed by the ideas, the conventional ideas of the great big companies? For the, for the students themselves, as they enter the workplace, you know, some of them are going to join the, the Googles and the Amazons. Some are joining startups. Others are 
going to join the big traditional companies and frankly are going to get very frustrated. In fact, I have a steady stream of them coming through my door. They've lost their job because they tried to make too much change. It's quite a quite a frustrating process for them to get their heads around the, the way these two different economies are coming together. Change may be inspired by people like you here. Well, people like me are absolutely encouraging them to think differently. But we're, we're also realistic. I mean, as I said, as you said, I, I work with large companies to starting them, helping them to change, helping them to gradually move forward, but without throwing off the things that made them successful in the first place. What's the core thing that needs to be changed in a great big conventional company, a 20th century style company? A large 100,000 person company, they want to become more consistently innovative. They want everybody to be thinking and doing things in new ways. The challenge there is simplifying and clarifying roles trying to get people across the company taking a little bit more personal initiative because it goes back to the Drucker Entrepreneurial Society theme, which is that we want individuals in big companies thinking and acting more entrepreneurially rather than thinking my job is, is absolutely predefined by somebody at the top. Yes, but if you're going to get your bonus, you tend to work for the person in the department a bit above you rather than for the company as a whole, don't you? You absolutely do. And, and that's why in these various consulting interventions, we, we work a great deal on what I'm going to call the line manager, getting the right people in line management jobs, because if we get those people right, then the people who work for them will actually then get the freedom they need to do the sort of things we've been talking about. That puts a finger on a key question, a cliche, I know, but uh, nevertheless, it seems to need to be asked as a result of that, the difference between leadership and management. In my sort of simplistic way, leadership is a process of social influence. It's about getting people to follow you. Management is getting work done through others. The way I personally view it is these are two sides of the same coin. An effective boss has to be doing a little bit of both of those things. Has teaching at business schools caught up with this uh, revolution in the way companies ought to work, corporations, society ought to work? Well, look, it is, it is always changing, but not as fast as it should. I would say my two critiques of business schools is that we're very slow at changing the core building blocks, you know. We teach the basic courses in operations research and finance and marketing and strategy rather than thinking integratively. And the other thing we do is that we're very good at teaching analytical skills but we're not actually very good at teaching the softer management and leadership skills that enable people to move into these positions. That's a, that's a critique I've heard many times, and I happen to think it's pretty much true. We, we do a much better job at all that stuff in our executive programs than in our core MBA programs. Isn't there something that's making them, as they become mighty corporations, more and more detached from the world in which they actually earn their living? Corporatization becomes a detachment from the purposes of the company pretty early on, doesn't it? You build up great walls against yeah. the serving the society you were creating things, yeah. products and services for. I mean, you, when you look at the Googles and the Amazons of this world, they are, they're trying to you know, resist the aging process, right? You know, companies, companies grow up and they grow old. They're trying to say we can still be a teenager with 50,000 employees, but... I do think ageing is still inevitable along the lines that you're talking about. Well, maybe, maybe the practice of management itself has reached that because it was so dominated by the 20th century size and shape of mass production companies that management itself has reached that ageing particular bit of difficulty. Right. So it needs a revolution rather than amendment. 
The question of should we have a revolution in management is one I've I've debated long and hard for the last decade. I used to believe we could genuinely rethink completely the way management was done, and we see these attempts to do that. There's this thing called holacracy, which some people have, have heard of. It's an American invention. It's a completely sort of lateral, horizontal organising model. I don't believe it completely works. I think that actually completely revolutionising management is, is a bridge too far. What we need to do is blend those traditional things which have worked quite well for us with some of these new possibilities. You don't think, I've been to places which claim that they're doing it, you don't think people can manage themselves? I think that if you're an organisation of less than 100 people, you can absolutely self-organise. As soon as you get above about 100, I'm not sure what the magic number is, you inevitably run into the problem that self-organising creates more problems than it solves, at which point you've got to start putting some sort of structure in place. But we are in a new world where a company can have a billion-dollar uh, financial value when it's sold and still only have 10 employees. So maybe the new world is collaboration between all these hundred-unit companies. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, a very interesting experiment because, as I say, you can absolutely have organic structures there when you've got that few employees. But, you know, with success comes this desire to, to grow. And, and what we should be doing is sort of breaking ourselves up through sort of cellular reproduction or whatever when we get to a certain size. But companies don't want to do that, right? They just, they are very reluctant to say, our success was because we were small. Now we've got to the certain size we need to divide ourselves up. No one actually is prepared to do that. When a company has found a formula that works, they tend to want to perpetuate it. And it takes enormous amounts of challenge to, to overcome that. Many thanks to Professor Julian Birkinshaw from the London Business School. He'll be speaking at the Global Drucker Forum in Vienna in November. I'm Peter Day. This is the Drucker Forum Report. More podcasts coming up soon.